What's up, everybody? My name is Jacob Deaton, and welcome back to another episode of Southern Wedding Professionals, where we talk to the people behind the great events that you go to with your friends and your family and everyone in between. And today, a uh, fun guest here. Um, my assistant is 100% in love with him already, and I've only spoken with him for about four words. So I can't wait to get to know this guy. This guy's name is Neil Goodman and he is with the Kinsley Shop Farm. Um, let's, uh, in the Asheville area. Neil, how you doing this morning? Good morning, how are you? I'm great, man. Tell me, uh, tell me what's going on. What's going on in your world these days? Oh, you know, just uh, hanging out, waiting like everybody else for this uh, COVID thing to be gone. Feel pretty confident it'll be gone by next summer. So that's really positive, uh, positive news and environment. We're, uh, we're Getting um, a lot of bookings for a year from now, next next fall. Spring is kind of slow, but everybody seems to really be planning next fall. Yeah. And in North Carolina, I think compared to where, like where I'm at in Georgia, the restrictions are a little bit different. Do you, what are the restrictions in North Carolina currently? Like what's the, what's the climate there? You know, I think they put in, uh, yesterday the governor put in mandatory mask restrictions um but if you go out and about i'd say only about half the people are, are complying maybe maybe three quarters but still there's a good part of the population that just doesn't seem to get it right yeah and also too i i feel like it's um i feel like it's one of those things it's like how do you know it could be a great idea but like how do you police that you know <laughs> like um, I mean, it's, uh, there's only like <laughs> well, one police officer. Well, well, I, I think the policing it like by arresting people, but it's more like you're not welcome into our store unless you have a mask. That's simple. That, that's pretty much the best I think they could police it is, you know, if you're in a bar or a restaurant, I mean, that's kind of a voluntary deal. But if you're going to the grocery store, or the drug store, you know, that's not voluntary. That's and so you shouldn't right. be subjected, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, in Atlanta here, they have mask mandates for basically every uh, every restaurant or um, every uh, grocery store that there is. Um, you know, it uh, it seems to be pretty well understood. But then again, you travel outside of the metro area um, and uh, sort of a different ideology um, sort of occurs. How has your... Um, um, tell me how, how your business has sort of pivoted um, with your clients that you had on the books um, to keep them clients for um, the coming year. Did you guys do a lot of reschedules or did you guys have more cancellations? What was uh, sort of your experience with it? Well, we just really pretty much opened um, this summer to start taking um, So we didn't have a lot of people on the books to, with cancellations. Right. Um, but one thing that I did put in, um, I did notice that a lot of weddings have been deemed and classified as super spreader events, and we don't want that to happen here, And but we can't mandate people wear masks. Um, we did have a function here earlier this year, and hardly anybody there wore masks, um, but I mean, what, what, what I've done now is I've even altered my contract to basically because since COVID, the, what's going on now is well known, put it very clearly into the contract that if the local restaurants are closed down due to government restrictions, then there's a 100% uh, 
the, the, the contract's void. We give 100% of the money back. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's a very clear, delineated rule, okay? If, if you can't go to a restaurant and sit down and eat, well, then you can't have a wedding, and we let people out of it completely. Mm-hmm. But if I can go to Waffle House and have breakfast, then don't come to me and say, well, I want to cancel my wedding because of COVID. Right. What, um, I mean, taking an even step farther back, even before COVID, like, what was your sort of inspiration in even getting into this type of business? Like, I mean, uh, you guys are relatively new. Um, the right. space is absolutely, you guys have to go to these people's social uh, website, et cetera. It's, this barn is unbelievably beautiful. Um, and I say that because <laughs> I've seen a thousand wedding venues in my music life. Um, and this one is definitely one of the ones that stood out to me so far. So we had to talk to you. But like, tell us what kind of got you into um, the idea of maybe doing uh, just weddings in the first place. Well, it's, it's really funny. This isn't my main business. This this is actually, well, let me, let me just say this, that we built this place almost like somebody who on the side builds a small 20-seat Italian restaurant, and that's all they ever want to be, is like 20 seats, really kind of cool, provide a completely, really neat experience um, you know, they don't want to grow into become the Olive Garden, okay? And so we're just trying to create something that's just kind of really unique and cool. And a lot of people come to us and they have too many people. The, the, they say the price is too expensive. We're like, great, there's lots of other places. We'll be glad to help you, you know? I mean, this is what we do. And, and we'd love to have you if it works for you. And if not, great, you know? Um, it's really funny. It wasn't a planned business. Um, I live in, uh, I live outside of a small town called Statesville, North Carolina. And Statesville's on the edge of Charlotte. And I like to say that Statesville's edge of civilization because it takes about 20 minutes till you get to the real big city. And I live on the edge of Statesville. So I like to say that I'm on the edge of Statesville, which is on the edge of civilization. (laughs) Um, And so the cool thing thing about this place is that um, we are only like five minutes from a major intersection of two major interstate highways. So we're not really in the middle of nowhere, but yet it's still rural enough that that we were able to, to, to have a real rural setting. I'll, I'll, let me explain real quick to you what happened is, I live in a house in a subdivision here, and, um, and there's been a farm behind my house for years. So it's a subdivision with a farm, and it is a few years ago I acquired the farm. And so I actually live in a subdivision, like drive up with neighbors and everything else, but there's this huge 50 acre farm behind my house, and, 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 and I bought it. And I was like, I just had a habit. I've been looking at it for 20 years. It's beautiful, with rolling hills and a pond and streams. And then I had the farm and then didn't really know what to do with it. We looked into opening a winery. We looked into blueberry patches, apple orchards, uh, rescue farm for animals. We just looked at everything. And then um, about, and then there was this old barn that came up for sale about 20 miles away. And it was a really screaming deal. So we bought it, brought it back, and started rebuilding it. And that's kind of how I got in the business. Wow. There, there was no master plan there to, to, to really get into it. Right. So, I mean, in this whole discovery process, if you coming along and realizing that maybe like a wedding and event space um, was right for you, 
was there anyone around you that was just like, hey, this is a really good idea and you're in a really great area for this and your place is beautiful. This would be great for weddings and events. Like, how did you, how did you get to that idea specifically? I'm a business guy. I have, I've started many dozens of different kinds of companies. So to me, it's just another company that I, business that I started. Um, and I've done everything. I do manufacturing, e-commerce, agricultural tech. And this was an excuse for me to build a really beautiful landscape in my backyard. And, but if you just build it for yourself, it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and so how do I scope the land and make it as beautiful as possible, maintenance it, but also have it pay for itself. I mean, there's no reason to build a park if, if you're, you're not going to to do it. And also I did it by process of elimination. When I looked at the financials of all the other kinds of businesses, they all are horrible. I'm being a strict businessman. I looked at this and said, yeah, this, this wedding and event business looks like a really good business model. Um, I will tell you, it looked so good. I thought, why don't more people do it? And then after I got into it, I realized why more people don't do it. <laughs> I, it's it's much more, it's taken years. It's very difficult. It's expensive. Um, but, and, and so, you know, that, that, that's been, that's been it. Um I, I do like to say that we have a farm, but it's not a real farm. It's right. a pretend. It's a pretend farm. There's no. We we got rid of all the cows, all the manure, all the rusty barbed wire. Um, we spray for mosquitoes. I mean, that's not a real farm, but it is a farm, and and so it's kind of, you know, we want the the romance of a real farm without the 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 reality of a real farm. Right. The uh, farm fit for a city slicker like myself. There um, you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's great. I mean, I honestly, uh, you know, that's the bummer whenever you do these farm style weddings is a lot of times it is actually on a farm and you get nothing but a nice solid whiff of manure when you show up. Um, and uh, and I've always just wondered, I was just like, I, I actually was I actually just did one of these weddings. There's an event um, venue way east of Atlanta that I did um, pre-COVID. And I was just speaking with one of the members of the band. Um, and uh, and I just I just simply said, I was like, what is somebody gonna have a farm vibe with actually without the manure? You know? <laughs> like what, what is it gonna be like? We're gonna do this really beautiful farm, but I just don't smell manure for eight hours while I'm on site. Um, and now I have finally met the person that did it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, when we first started, this thing kind of morphed. We were going to go with a much more rural, rural barn and rebuild it exactly from what it was. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, I had some amazing people that I work with that really guided me along the way. People that really know what they're doing, a builder or designer. And we were able to make it really kind of cool, but I mean, we put in heating, air conditioning, we're ADA compliant. I mean, so we have all these basic fundamentals covered um, without losing any of the atmosphere that you want to have. I mean, what if grandma wants to come and she can't make it because you've got gravel and rocks and, 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 and no way to access the bathrooms, then, I mean, it kind of is very limiting, you know, and we, we wanted that same feeling, but 
you know, making it very inclusive. Right. And I mean, it's good to modernize things. I mean, we, it's cool that we preserve things and, and stuff, but in the event industry, you're right. You got to cater to the grandmother that's coming to watch their daughter get married. And it's, um, you know, like, and they have special needs, you know, just like many other people that may come in that may have special needs. So I think it's important when people are restoring things that there are some things that are, that are upgraded for the overall sake of the, the client, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more, but um, okay. So we got into a little bit of the specs of the building and let's, let's actually pivot to that. So tell us geographically how far away you are from say Charlotte and, and like Asheville, you know, major cities like that um, in, in like specific mileage. And then also give us like the, um, you know, the square footage for people who haven't seen the website yet, which I, I promise you, you have to go check out these pictures. Whoever took your pictures did a really great job. Um, and, uh, and the website layout is perfect. Um, the, you know, tell us a little bit about like, uh, more of the, um, technical aesthetics. Okay. First off the, 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 the awesome place uh, that our placement is so well is well, number one, we're, we're trying to become a national desto wedding destination. Okay. We're not just looking for people that drive here from an hour or two away. Mm. We're looking for people and we are getting, we're marketing New York. Florida, Chicago, um, we're, we're trying to be a destination wedding, number one. And what allows us to do that is we are 45 minutes north of the Charlotte airport, which is really close. We're an hour from uh, west of the Greensboro airport. So we're within an hour of two major airports. We're 10 minutes from the intersection of 77 and 40. You can get to Cleveland, Ohio in six or seven hours. Um, you can get to Washington, D.C. In, in five or six hours. Wow. Um, Atlanta in about four hours, four and a half. Uh, so you the whole side drive here really quickly, and people farther than that can fly in. It's, it's there. Uh, the other cool things about this place is that is that we're in a small town, but we have the location um, and the, the event center is only about six minute drive to Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, Chick-fil-A. We call Chick-fil-A the center of the universe. I mean, if you're six minutes from Chick-fil-A, you know, people are here setting up, they're hungry. You know, they want to go to lunch while they're setting up, run over to Chick-fil-A, six minutes. Um, normally a place with 50 acres and this type of is, is, is in 40. I, I would say that this place would not work if we were 45 minutes north in the middle of the country um we have to be accessible for people to 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 we we're also close to about five or six really inexpensive hotels they're all brand new um and so we we also plan on running shuttles from here to the hotels so when people come to the wedding event venue they can come they can party they can drink and every 20 minutes uh, a shuttle can take them back to the hotel and that way people don't have to worry about driving and drinking and they can have a great time Mm -hmm. um so that's the location of, of where we're at um the the landscaping here is beautiful we're in the middle of, we're in the foothills piedmont of, of, of north carolina um the the building itself let me tell you about the land the land's 50 acres we have rivers we have forests we have a full acre pond that's stocked with huge fish um and it has rolling hills um with a with a with a terrain topography on there from when the farmer when it used to be farmed um on the land we have three barns we have a groomsman's barn we have a the actual 
wedding barn and then what we have called the gazebo barn it's a hundred year old barn that we retrofitted to become a gazebo but it is the actual barn with the stone footings and then there's an uh there's a 2,500 square foot house that's 100 years old that got maybe not quite 100 but more like 80 something but it, it, it's been completely renovated so there's a number of buildings on the property um what we like to say to folks is that we only rent for a week for three days from friday until sunday we don't do one day events we don't we don't do multiple events in a weekend we only do one event per weekend and we only rent out the entire location that's um, amazing yeah because we're we're not into yeah we, we, that's how we do it and so because we don't want people to be rushed we want them to have a good time we want them to relax and really we have a theme to the way we do this and the theme of it is if you lived on a farm ideally ideally in the 1930s in rural north carolina and it was kind of a dreamy location you come, you stay in the house, your friends and family come, there's rocking chairs, there's fields, you can go play Frisbee, take your dogs, you can go fishing. It's for three days. It's like, it's a, it's like having your own park. Um, and and, and there's, it's, it's designed for you to relax and be with family and just, just be locations that are beautiful. They have big buildings, a lot of... Um, you know, and, but 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 a lot of times that when you go to some of these other locations, you're 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 not away from it. When you're here, you're isolated. There's no interruptions. There's no tourists. Mm -hmm. um, you have the place to yourself, and that's kind of what where we're at with it. I love it. I, I love the idea that it's like, hey, this is a getaway, just as much as it is like an event, um, and that we're celebrating. But it's an actual total package, three day kind of getaway. Um, so what, um, yep. so, so being that you're so close to town, um, if a couple's going to come in and they're going to experience your place for three days, maybe get married on a Saturday, come in on a Friday, leave on a Sunday, et cetera. Um, what's your, um, what's your overall, um, like, how does the, I know you said you're close to six, uh, minutes from Chick-fil-A, but like, what's the, what is the, like the food arrangement is there like a lot of food options close by where people can can do that or there's like grocery stores and kitchens and that kind of thing and you encourage that like how do you uh talk about food with some of your clients well well basically we we're what i say is we're in a we're in a small town but it's like the, it's like a suburb of any major city like you live in Atlanta, if you went to Smyrna or Snellville and you went to one of the exits, every exit has the same thing. That's kind of what we have here. Right. You know, we got, a, we got probably five or six Chinese restaurants. You know, we have, we, there's, there's enough for people to, to, to get whatever kind of food that you would, you would want. And if you really want to get to some, you know, really good, more exotic stuff, you drive 20 minutes or 45 minutes to Charlotte. But that's not the point. The point is to come here and be here and kind right. of just enjoy the place th that, that you have. Let me just tell you a couple other things. We're designed, we have four, four distinct seasons here in, in, in North Carolina. Uh, and, and the summers and the dead of summer is pretty hot and the dead. Um, <clears throat> but we also, it does mix up. We have 75 degree days in January and we get cool fronts in the middle of July on occasion. And what we've done with the barn itself is that we've designed it that 
it can be, you can either open all the windows and it feels like you're outside, or you can close all the windows and turn on the heat of the air. So you can make whatever plans you want to make and adjust at the last minute to the weather. So if you show up and it's freezing rain, close it, turn on the heat and you're good. If it shows up and it's a beautiful, perfect day, open up all the windows and feel like you're outside, you know, and we actually, a lot of times when you're in the barn and people call it the glass, the fishbowl, because it's all built with these casement windows. And when they all open and you open the doors, it really feels like you're in, you're, you're outside. Mm. And, and that was important to us because option, but people, if they're having a lot of people for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm personally, uh, love that. And I love that you have those options, um, for, uh, your people to sort of experience it, the indoor outdoor type of, uh, scenario it always gives uh clients a lot of options to sort of choose from with how they want to design the room etc but like uh actually speaking of that what's the capacity of the barn we we like to talk about 150 to 200 people is pretty much that all depends on how you want to do it because remember we also have an outdoor gazebo barn that you can use it depends if you want to have a ceremony and then, and then set up all the tables and use the whole room? Do you want to use half the room? Do you want to go more out, push it to 250, 300, but then now you're starting to use outdoors more, okay? Um, we say 150 very comfortably, no matter what the weather. If you start going above that, then it becomes much more weather dependent. We're also more designed for a more intimate gathering. Um, I really feel like once you start pushing more than 150, it, 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 it becomes a little bit too industrial for what we're trying to offer. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I really think if somebody came and said, we have 250, 300, we'd probably pass. And there's a lot of other beautiful locations for that, you know, which is great. You know, cool. we're, we're just trying to offer a little more intimate environment. So let's, let's talk about how, since, I mean, this is really cool because I'm, I'm, I'm catching you at the inception of the growth and, you're seeing the growth happen um, sort of overnight here uh, for next year, 2021. But let's talk about like some of your, uh, as you see this growth happening and people are booking you guys out, um, what are some of the marketing uh, uh, angles that you're taking as far as getting the word out about your venue? Um, and also like, you know, I know you said you're like you're advertising in New York, like elaborate on that. Like what are the things that you're doing? Well, you know, I've been in business a long time and I've got, I've got a business degree, international business degree. I've dealt with all kinds of different businesses. And the thing about this business I love is in all my other businesses, I always have somebody telling me what to do, mainly my customer or customers. I want this. I want that. I, they're always telling me, and I always have to say, yes, sir, your price is too high. Your, your product is too heavy. Whatever it is, there's always somebody telling me what to do. This business right here to me is, this is what I'm doing. And if you don't like it, that's great. And there's lots of other places, you know? And so to me, this business feels more like art, almost in a, in a weird way of performance art, because we get to build something and either people get it or they don't, you know? And so if somebody comes in here, I get a lot of people bemoaning, you know, uh, this or that. And we're like, this is what we do, you know? Um, so that's number one. Number two, people, either they get it or they don't. And when it's truly authentic, when it really comes from the heart and, and you're not, people buy into that and they can sense it. 
the last thing I can imagine doing is trying to like we when we started the business, we started looking at a lot of our competitors. What do they do? And it's kind of like we saw flaws in all of them. And we said, we don't want to do that. Like you bother, you got to be out by 11 and pick up your trash. I mean, who wants to clean up? Who, 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 who wants to clean up their own trash after a wedding? I mean, my goodness. I mean, really? I mean, um, we, 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 we saw, you know, two weddings a day, that kind of, where like, who wants to be rushed? Who wants to clean up their own trash? Um, we saw, um, we saw people whereby the, the, the contracts were overbearing. Oh, you have to, you have to use our caterer. You have to, you, the price is this, but you have to use this and this and this. And they built in all this stuff. And we're kind of like, you, you can have whatever alcohol you want. You bring it in. You can bring whatever food you want in, whatever music. We're, we're, we're trying to tell you, this is what we got, but we, we want it to be catered towards you, you know? And so I, I think people come, come by, they keep looking at us like, what's the hook? <laughs> you know, like, well, like there is no hook, you know? Right. And, and, and the reason we're able to do that is because again, this is, this is, this is a, a business built out of passion rather than maximize, trying to maximize the dollars, on it, you know? Um, and as far as the advertising is concerned, we just, we just, the place is actually, and I, I kind of sound like, I, I'm trying to be a humble brag about the place, but it's the the beauty of the landscape is so incredible that when I walk on it with my iPhone, I always take a picture and I, I and I start posting. I'm like, this is me just walking, taking a picture, no filter. This is what the place looks like, and it's just breathtaking, you know. Mm-hmm. Not because of what we built, we just we're accenting the natural beauty of the land, and that is the focus. Right. And I think you just nailed it right on the head there. It's not about maximizing profit. It's about maximizing experience and, um, and maximizing, you know, that, uh, that customer uh, relationship while they're there, because man, if they love you, you know, as a, as a multi-business entrepreneur yourself. um, And I know for owning multiple businesses, if you do something right for someone, they will take that information and literally tell everyone. And, and that's the best marketing that you could ever have. Um, and it's the cheapest it, when you think about it in the long term. Yeah. So, um, so, I mean, I, yes. I couldn't agree with you more. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, and it's kind of, you got to have the luxury of having the freedom to do that. You know, I mean, if you took out your life savings and you're mortgaging a barn and you got to make the payments and, I mean, there's a lot of folks doing that, um, which just, it's another business model, nothing wrong with it. That's just not kind of what we're doing here. Right. Yeah. And I, I love the the relaxed nature of, of which you speak of the property and, and also your, um, you know, your, your beliefs and like sort of what experience you're providing for the dollar that you're uh, asking, um, you know, to me, as someone that's a that's a client, that's well, here, 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 here's something to, to, just to go ahead. Just to give you an idea of um, of of how beautiful the property is, um, I, I I need to post it on our Instagram page. But on my personal Instagram page, I was in uh, I was in, a few years ago. I was in Central Park and took pictures of the pond and the trees. And then I came here and took a picture of the pond and the trees and told people to guess. Which one was our farm and which one was Central Park? And you can't tell the difference. <laughs> That's great, man. 
I love it. So think about it. So think about it. If if you could rent Central Park for a weekend, 50 acres, and have all your friends and family and live in the middle of it, it's pretty much what we got here. Yeah, you got to get on a plane for an hour from New York or two hours. But we, we basically have Central Park here for rent. Right. And that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Tell me about your staff. <laughs> like, what's the staff as far as upkeep and, and management and um, you know, like how, how many people you have on staff that are, that are working these events, um, or anything property? Well, we like to stay right now. We're, we're pretty much in the, in, in, in the rental business of the property itself. We don't want, we're not in the business of managing, uh, weddings. Um, we, we're not, I don't, we're not getting into the, we, we, we tell people in many ways we're in the property business, like. You come here and we provide the property and the landscape. You're in charge of your own wedding. So we don't do wedding planning. We don't do catering. We don't do the cooking. We don't do the alcohol. We just basically let them bring that all in and design it. And, and part of that allows us to be focused on what we do really well, which is provide the environment. Mm. Um, we don't get, try not to get into the more service and design customization of the wedding. Um, there's a woman that works with me um, that, that I've known for many years. She's a close personal friend and she's, she's amazing. As soon as she meets the brides, I mean, by the time you walk out of here, she knows everything about you, where you got engaged, how long you've known it. I, she knows the size of your ring. I mean, she knows everything. And she really, she asks because she really is interested, you know, not because she's, she never done sales sell that place. I'm like, of course you can, you know, because she really likes people. And so she meets them. I got another guy that helps, you know, cut the grass and maintenance to the place. But other than that, I mean, you know, we don't really, we're, 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 we're light on that. I will tell you that um, the, that again, we, we also have a security girl and a woman that she used to be a policeman. I think even having a woman for security is, is, is a small touch. I, you know, I don't want a big macho guy ready to beat some. We just got a nice, very sweet woman. She's here for security. You don't want to mess with her, but <laughs> I do require security at all events because I don't know if your uncle's going to get drunk and start throwing stuff into the pond. I, and, and so we're not here to manhandle anybody, but we're just here. We, um, she also, the security person, lights fires. We have we have a fire pit we have two fire pits and a fireplace which is kind of cool you know so we do that she does she handles all of that she can drive you to the car if somebody hurts their leg or something we, we have somebody here to help so that's pretty much where we're at so do you guys i, I would assume then you require somebody to have like a wedding planner or a coordinator to, to basically run the show then for when these people come in and rent the property correct required it yeah we, we tell people we're not doing it but you know you know we, we, we highly recommend it but again we're letting people you know design it. let me tell you a couple other cool things about what we offer that, that are really kind of cool number one absolutely killer stereo system built in with a DJ room. So if you don't want to hire a DJ, you can come in with your iPhone, plug it in, and you got music the whole night. And that will blast them out or not blast them out. You can, okay. Also have a built-in light system that's very simple to use. Plug and play for a light system and music. Well, right there is a big savings if that's something. Oh, a lot of people want DJs, which is great. I mean, bring in a DJ, but we, we offer that option um, for them. Um, we also, have a TV system built in if you want to flash pictures. And of course we have a, 
We have a built-in bar. Um, if you look at the online, you can see it, but all of it is behind barn doors. And when the wedding, so basically you can have the wedding and you don't see the TVs, you don't see the music, the, the DJ room, and you don't see the bar. So it gives it a much more intimate atmosphere. Afterwards, you open up the doors, ready to party and go. Wow, cool. And now it, where you would stick a band or something, would that also be in the same areas like the DJ area or is that like a different area? The, the, the band would have to kind of pick a corner, you know, but the DJ area is designed so you have one room for all your lights and music so they can step back. Yeah, it's not big enough for a band. Right. Right there. Right. Um, so let me tell you another cool thing. One of the major features of the building you can see is that we, we have these beautiful huge um stained glass windows that came from a church in 1850 or 1860 and we bought them brought them back here we refixed them up and put them up into the top so they're literally church windows from england from 150 years ago and i tell people you want it to be a barn it's a barn you want it to be a church i mean it's very or or a chapel you can instantly turn it into one i mean you wouldn't even know you weren't in a church i mean with a with a beautiful english stained glass um apparently in england they're throwing all their their their, their glass away because they're they're modernizing and they don't they think the stuff is trash and over here i was like stuff is amazing yeah that's crazy so how, i mean so you just did you just so, buy that over there and then just have or yeah. did you find it from a company or something how did you find it we just we just went out and sourced the, the, some old stained glass windows they were unbelievably inexpensive because nobody who's buying old stained glass windows from a church right you know um and we took them and kind of fixed them up and put them up there so i like to say that the 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 weddings can go everything from heated or air conditioned with the stained glass windows feeling like a church to open air farm wedding and so it's the the you can really kind of adjust the the feel for how you you want it um the fact that it's it's really kind of interesting the fact the way the barn was built with the huge ceilings and the trusses that were hand built gives it a very much of a cathedral effect which is really cool because it's a barn with a cathedral church like effect and, right. and the mixture of the two gives it a very special kind of feeling. Right. I, that's incredible. Uh, I mean, I love those old stained glass windows. It's been something that's like, you know, I, growing up in church as a, as a young kid, you know, having, uh, you know, being around stained glass windows all the time, you know, going to Catholic mass or whatever, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was something that always kind of stuck with me. So um, seeing that um, in your presentation is just, you know, it takes me back. <laughs> That's cool. And again, you know, if you if you're not into a church service, no big deal. Just ignore them. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing particularly religious on the the symbolism on the drawings of the glass windows. So you can just call it a pretty window. If you want it to be religious, you can find something in there for you. You know, so it's kind of like it's a mix. You know, it's a complete mix. And we're finding find something. It's kind of funny. We never know what people. Some people look at it and said, "My my grandmother wants me to have a church wedding. I want to have a farm wedding. This is a perfect mix of both." So we have some people like that. Sometimes the grooms come in and they see a stocked fishing pond and they're like, "That's it." I'm coming here and fishing all weekend. <laughs> We're like, great, you know. Um, so 
it's funny because there's all kinds of when you come here and you go through the place, um, it, it, there's something different for everybody. One other thing that I like to tell people is when they come here, they need to see the place during the day and they need to see it at night because the whole place is lit up at night, including the pond and the buildings. And it has a completely different feeling and effect at night. In many ways, I think the place is much cooler at nighttime just because of just the shadows and the lighting is just pretty kind of pretty, pretty spectacular. Right. And if you, if you're, if you're having a farm wedding, you're not paying attention to the long, a good portion. So it might look great at the day, but if it doesn't transform at night, then you're missing half the, half the picture. Right. And, um, you know, as far as actual wedding ceremony locations on property, how many of those do you actually have as far as, um, you know, that you have sort of built out maybe with like power nearby or, or, or whatever it may be, like which ones, um, uh, what areas uh, do you uh, envision that you have that are that are built in like that? Well, we have a big outdoor patio as well. Um, you could actually set up on the grass pretty much anywhere. We, ha we have what we call the, the gazebo barn, um, which is <clears throat> much more rustic. It's an outdoor barn that we opened up and that sometimes people could, could have a ceremony right there. We have one couple that wants to do it out there, but they're, they're setting it up. But if it rains, they'll move inside um, to the bigger barn. So there's all kinds of different events that, 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 we, that we can offer. We can do outdoors, we can do a gazebo barn type wedding. We can do an indoor wedding with windows and air conditioning and heating. I mean, we, we run the full gamut. We're willing to work with people not only to, to design it, but also to have backup options, weather dependent. Mm. And having those backup options that are, that are uh, you know, sort of weather friendly um, really does uh, bring peace of mind to a bride and groom's uh, decision-making process, as I'm sure you've found. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, particularly living in an area, I mean, it might be more predictable in, in other parts of the country where the weather is, is more even depending upon the time of the year, particularly like California. Uh, but, but, but what we have here in California that you don't have in California is the natural lushness, the green, the seasons. You know, a spring wedding is going to have a much different feeling than a fall wedding. You know, mm. in California, it's always going to be beautiful weather, but it's the same beautiful weather, <laughs> you know. That's awesome. Um, well, at this point in the podcast, we always try and pivot and get a little bit of a, uh, a perspective of you, Neil, because um, ultimately you are the, um, the face of this entire thing. And everybody always wants to know a little bit about the person in which that is behind the venue or the business or what have you. So I'm going to ask a few uh, questions and you give me um, sort of your um uh your best take so um and like i said this is all just like personality stuff so uh sure. feel, feel free to you know to to go on any sort of tangent that you so choose but um tell us a show on netflix or hulu that you're watching that you really dig right now oh i watched so little tv um let me think of the last one I can't even remember the last one I watched. Um, I don't watch much TV. Don't, good. Don't. I like that about you already. I, and I knew we were just, friends, I, but I don't, now I know we're really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do watch TikTok a lot. I, I'll admit to that. I mean, TikTok is, 
And if you say you don't like TikTok, you're lying. Have you done any dances yet? Oh, I don't put any on there. I just like flipping through them. I mean, to me, it's like little hits of crack because it's kind of like, I, I find myself on TikTok, like, like I become so spoiled. Like you've got 1.4 seconds to catch my, my attention or I just flip you off. I mean, it's like, it's not even like, like when the TikTok's starting off slow now and, and he's giving a three second introduction, I'm like three seconds. No, I ain't got it. Click next. It's like, you got to hit, hit him. And it's just, it boils down the whole, so, the whole entertainment thing. And, and the thing of it that's so cool about TikTok is I could be watching TikTok for like, I mean, I could be watching some Korean kids do some dance and then 10 and then five seconds, 10 seconds later, I'm learning about some ancient, artifactual war practices from the Mongolians or something. It's like, it's just all over the place. And, and the interests are so varied. So, it's, it, you know, it's not all just dance and music. I mean, they, I, and I watch some of these kids getting into the, some really fascinating history. And what you got to be careful of is some of it's BS. And you're like, wait a minute, let me check that out. But, you know, like, because everything looks so convincing that, you don't know if it's real anymore or not, you know, because everybody thinks it's just real. And then it's like, that's not right. But nonetheless, it's entertaining. Yeah, it's like an ADD paradise, I always say. It's like, you know, it's like you flip and then it's one thing and then you flip and it's a completely different topic, you know? Uh, and, uh, and right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's ADD paradise. That's, that's, that's what TikTok has over just about any other, um, uh, any other social media platform. And I think it's interesting that Instagram actually hasn't shifted to doing, although they've already added the, the reels feature, which is sort of like what TikTok is doing. Uh, they, they still, you know, what I love about mm. TikTok, is when you open it up, you're immediately in the platform. Like you're immediately checking out things. Right. You go to Instagram and you open up Instagram, you land on your homepage and then you make a decision to click one way or the other. It's like once you're in the TikTok app, you are in it, um, and uh, that's that was that's and something it, that I think is really interesting. And it, to me, it's portable. I, I tend to do it when I'm doing miserable jobs. I don't like. I got to feed the dogs. I'll just be like walking over with the bowl in one hand and the TikTok in the other. I mean, why not? You know, I mean, I'm wasting time feeding the dogs anyways. I might as well be by entertained by a, a dance routine or something. You know. <laughs> That's funny. Well, dude, uh, tell me what, uh, what's the music that you've been listening to? Like you listen to music? Are you a big music lover? I'll tell you some of, of course, you know, I'm the perfect demographic and I'm crazy about Springsteen, but that's everybody in my world. But like, I, I found like there's this new rock band called the who H U and they're a Mongolian heavy metal band. And they just have this, this, this really cool, unique, deep sound. And they sing about, uh, about how great it is to be Mongolian, you know? And, and then they've hooked up with all these European and American artists that mix in with them. And it's just amazing. And, you know, to me, it's kind of like everybody's all, all the politicians are fighting and killing each other and screaming and posturing. And the musicians are out there just, oh, damn, who you are, great. We're going to get together and play and have a good time. And so it's called The Who, H-U. And they're, they're starting to get, get a lot of traction right now. That's, uh, I would have never, th I, the Springsteen, because of your accent, which I don't know where you're from originally, 
Um, but like the Springsteen, I, I felt that um, when you said it, I would have not <laughs> expected you to say uh, metal at all in that conversation at all. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> well, it's, you know what? I'm really not that much into American metal, but the Mongolian metal is just badass. Because <laughs> it's got this like hum, heavy, vibrant. They just brought a whole new aspect to it that makes it really pretty just yeah Amazing. well i have to ask that question because obviously here behind me i have uh, you can't this is not really a good representation but there's a wall that runs all the way around me on both sides of guitars so always always have to ask the question tell me what's your go-to uh food do you have like a dish that you cook that you're like that's this is my uh specialty or a food a comfort food that you always uh run to uh, I'm a horrible cook. I keep trying and it's just, I'm the kind of guy that just, I have these delusions that I'm going to cook and I set up the kitchen and go buy all the ingredients. And when it comes time to actually do it, I just go out. I mean, which is really not good. Um, I, I, I've spent a lot of time over in Asia and I just love Asian food. The Chinese have actually figured it out. They're brilliant on real Chinese, not the American. Right. Um, and you go to China and when you eat there, you look in the kitchen and there's 75 chefs back there. And one guy made one. So they got 75 dishes and 75 chefs. And you can't beat it. It's, the food just is so amazing that it's just, but you got to have an open mind. I know a lot of Americans go over there and they're like bringing in Chick-fil-A. It's like, really? You know, kind of, you know, now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of foods over there that I will not touch. Organs and intestines and stuff but if, if you stick with the very basics uh, of what you're comfortable with the food is just just mind-blowing so i gotta say i mean being the avid tiktoker that you are i mean there's so many great recipes being thrown around on tiktok tiktok has made me a better cook and that's saying something uh because right. I, I don't ever fancy myself as a cook so come on man you got all these tiktok recipes <laughs> You know, when you're, I'm a single guy living by myself. And so it's kind of like the time you go to the store, buy it, bring it home, cook it, eat it, clean it up. It's just so much easier to me. If you've got my kids are home and, and, and a glass of wine and some music. Okay. Then it's fun. But you know, that, that, that yeah. So I'm, I'm with you on that, you know, well, so you know, I'm in, the, I'm in the, the, yeah. I was going to say the DoorDash thing is uh, DoorDash and Uber Eats and all that kind of stuff is like the savior of my, uh, my generation. Um, I can't tell you how many nights I've been working late. And then I realize, oh man, I haven't eaten anything and it's nine o'clock and I don't want to start cooking dinner now. That'll be ready at 10 o'clock, you know? Right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we definitely live in a world where we can get food fast and it's uh, and good quality food at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh... let, let, let me just say one thing before here to, before we wrap up about about <clears throat> about this wedding venue that we've built here and what, what we're trying to do is that sure. so many things have been homogenized. I, I'll, I'll, like I, I, I remember years ago I went to the to visit my sister up in Indianapolis. And I've traveled the U.S. extensively, and everywhere you go, I go to the shopping malls, they're all the same. The stores are the same, the food is the same, the TV is the same. The only difference is the weather and the view outside the window, okay? And what I'm trying to do here is transport you back in time to when things were really kind of different. And I think people are craving a different kind of experience, a different kind of feeling. 
And that's kind of what we're trying to do here is just when you're done here, you kind of felt like, you know, if I was lived 80 years ago in a, on a farm in North Carolina, that's, and, and, and you got to remember too, that we're only about uh, 45 minutes from uh, Andy Griffith's hometown, which is what would uh, the, the Andy Griffith show is based on. Okay. Right. So if you can kind of look at that and you watch him at the beginning whistling with the with the pole going fishing when it's, I don't know if you've seen Andy Griffith show or not, but that's kind of the feeling. We're just small hometown, you know, that kind well, of Well, I can't I couldn't end that any better than what you just did. So we'll just that's where we'll call it. Everybody, this is Neil Goodman. Uh, my name is Jacob Beaton. Uh, this has been another episode of Southern Land Professionals. Make sure you check the bio for all the social links and make sure you go check out the website um, and uh, make sure you give this venue um, it's, look. It's the Kinsley, it's the Kinsley shop farm.com Kinsley shop. Um, you can also type in ksp.com for short ksp.com. Um, we're also on Instagram and you can see a lot of cool pictures there. Yep. And uh, Neil, I'm going to be coming your way probably in the next six to eight weeks. So when I do, I'm going to give you a ring. Yeah, come on by. I'd love to give you a tour, man. We'd love to show you around. Come on by. I'm looking forward to it. Perfect in timing with the, the bells chiming in the background. <laughs> That's beautiful. I couldn't have said that better. This is the perfect ending of all <laughs> endings. Um, another. This has been another episode of Southern Writing Professional. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you uh, very soon. Take care. <laughs>